am so excited to be here. We're going to dive in right now. I'm going to be giving you three secrets that every successful salesperson must master to make the sales you deserve. Now, can you guys, I don't think you can see my screen yet. So let me share that. Okay. Awesome. So so many people out there give you sales strategies and it just adds more to do to your list and you're already doing so much. And so one of the things that has been really intentional in what I'm about to give you is I'm going to give you these three secrets to make the sales you deserve, but I'm not, it's not going to require working a, a ton more time because that's not something you want to do. I get it. You're already working your butt off. And so let's do this now. I wanted to give you guys something special. So if you stay until the end, at the very end, I'm going to give you my ebook, which is all about networking. And people always ask me, Jen, where do I network? What are the, what are the best places to meet new people, to make new connections, to meet new prospects? And I'm going to be giving you my 57 places to network, but not just where to network, what to do once you get there. So I want to know if you guys can relate to um, these, these prompts here. Let me see if I can move my video. Okay, cool. I don't know if you can see me. Zoom video always gets in the way. All right. So what I hear too often from salespeople is that they, they don't even realize, and I don't know if this is you or not, but oftentimes you're relying too heavily on the features, the benefits, the presentation to do the selling. So you feel like, okay, I have a slide deck and my slides are ready. And so now I'm going to walk in and win that sale because I'm going to show up and throw up and give the customer every single thing they ever didn't really want to know about my product. And that is just not good. And so instead, in today's presentation, I'm going to talk to you about how to transfer your winning beliefs to your customers. Because if you can feel the enthusiasm, if you can feel as a customer, if you can feel their belief, the salesperson's belief, then you're going to want to buy. And so as the salesperson, you need to be able to transfer those winning beliefs. And we're going to talk all about that. The next thing is your thoughts are creating your outcomes. And so often people are like, oh yeah, my thoughts are creating my outcomes. And it sounds a little cliche and you, you know it deep inside, but too often you don't always have the best, most winning, most powerful thoughts that are going to get you from where you are to exactly where you want to go. And so you need strong thoughts. You don't need that head trash. I literally had someone call me the other day and he was like, Jen, I know I have head trash. I'm like, what? You're making it like a thing you have. No, no, it's not a thing you have. It's like in your body, it's in your mind. And so your thoughts need to be so freaking powerful. And we're going to talk about how you can do that. And the last thing is, and tell me in the chat if you can relate to this, but you're not closing enough deals. It's the end of the year. You're thinking about, okay, how did I do this year? How, much, how many deals did I close? What did I want to do? Where am I in relationship to quota? I know some of you out there right now are thinking this and you've been thinking this, not just because you're on my webinar, but you've been thinking and reflecting about where you are and maybe you're not in the exact place you want to be. 
And so I'm going to talk to you about how stronger relationships actually make closing easier because I never want you to feel like, like selling is sleazy or selling is something bad. No, selling is helping and you can be closing way more deals if you're building those really strong relationships because then it no longer becomes about you selling. It's all about them buying and it's a totally different thing. So I want to know, I'm going to open up these comments here. I think I have to stop my share for a second. Tell me in the comments, can you relate to those? Oh, look at that. Guilty. I could always, I could always close more deals badly, need to close a few. Tell me where you are. Like what of those three things that I just mentioned, what do you relate to the most? I really, really want to know. Looks like closing more deals though. Bad thoughts. Yeah. See, it's, and sometimes for a lot of people, it's like hard to admit that, but, but we all have them. That's the thing. So I don't want you to feel alone. I need you to know that everyone has thoughts uh, that they wish they could get rid of. Everyone wants to close more deals. Cool. So here's what we're going to talk about today. Today, you're going to leave here knowing the one thing uh-oh, hold on one second. Sorry, I have to put this chat away or it's going to get in the way. All right. You're going to leave here today knowing the one thing that most success be- successful salespeople have in common and business people, and it's the one thing that's going to lead you to massive success. The one core loss that's going to lead to major gains. So like I said at the beginning, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch new to-dos. I'm actually going to help you take things away and how you can create a rock solid client connection formula so you can close more deals. Plus at the end of this, I'm gonna stick on here and give you Q and A. So if you are interested in asking questions, make sure you find that question. There's a different thing for questions and pop in the Q and A what you wanna know. So here's what I wanna know. What do all of these successful business people have in common. Besides the fact that they've made tons of sales, Sarah Blakely, she's one of my favorite people on the planet. We haven't even met yet, but she is a favorite person. I I follow her. Do you have like people you stalk on Instagram? Like, I don't want to sound scary. I'm not a creeper, but I love watching her stories. I can totally relate to her. And if you don't know who she is, she created Spanx for all my ladies out there. And um, she went, she's now like, I think, um, multi-million or maybe even billion dollar empire. And she went through so many struggles because no one believed what she wanted to create would ever sell. And so she couldn't even get to knitting factories that would say yes to creating her prototypes, but she did not give up. Then you take Mrs. Fields, look at Debbie Fields. You all have eaten like the, those cookies. They're really good when they're warm. And do you know that her own husband didn't believe in her. Her own husband told her basically she was crazy and she should quit right away. And she, and the first day she opened up shop, she had no customers. And the second day, maybe one customer. And then she decided my cookies are freaking good. I believe in them. I know they're amazing. And she started giving them out and walking around. And she had this amazing deep belief and she wasn't going to give up. Walt Disney, Billy Joel, Oprah, all of these people have mastered the three strategies that I'm about to give you. So first, who am I? 
I'm an author. I wrote a book called Sales in a New York Minute, and it came out earlier this year. Every page in that book is a New York Minute strategy. What does that mean? It means they're fast. They're to the point. They're punchy. You can literally pick up the book on any page. You don't have to start at the beginning, although I sort of suggest that you do, but you can pick up the book anywhere and in under 60 seconds in a New York Minute, get a strategy and get the how to implement it and then begin implementing it that day. So you can get that on Amazon. I'm a speaker. I've traveled coast to coast, giving talks to Fortune 500 companies and helping their sales teams make more sales and get the strategies they need to make more sales. I'm a wife and a mama. You may know my husband, Jeffrey Ginnimer. Wait, I have a stepdaughter, Gabrielle. She's 10. And I have two Cavalier King Charles. They didn't fit nicely on this slide. But if you follow me on Instagram, I promise you'll get an overdose of puppy love. And I'm a podcaster. I have the Seller Die podcast. We have close to 2 million downloads now. And we go live two to three days a week on the podcast. And I'm an entrepreneur. But I started out from the bottom, you guys. I started out as an executive assistant to the CEO at the company I worked for after college. And in six and a half years, I got seven promotions working my way up from sales rep to sales manager to eventually leading the entire division of salespeople, doing all the trainings, doing the profit loss, all that, doing the budgeting. I was doing things I didn't even know were impacting the stock price of our company. And I later found that out. And I've been there. So I'm not one of these people who are gonna tell you this is what you need to sell, but I've never sold a damn thing in my life. I've sold tons of stuff because I've been selling since I was five years old, okay? I, it's, if you wanna ever chat with me about it, I'll tell you the whole history, but I am a salesperson, business person, just like you. Now, I have a pop quiz for you. To be successful at selling, you need A, more selling strategies, B, mindset strategies. Seriously, guys, you know you need both. No one ever wants to admit it because people always come to me and they say, Jen, I need more selling strategies to just help me with like, what do I do if? And here's the deal. It's not just about the selling strategies because in order to convince others, you first need to convince yourself. You need to convince yourself before you can convince others. And that's all part of the mindset. So I don't know what you see here, but I see a tree. I see a beautiful tree that's been growing for years, that's gotten proper water and nutrients, that's green and just amazingly tall and beautiful and full. That's what you see to the naked eye. But what you don't see is all of the stuff that's underneath. You don't see the stuff below the surface. And when you walk into a customer, your customer sees your products and their services, they see your offerings. But you all know that the customer's not gonna buy from you if they don't know, like, and trust you. And that's where that foundation, those roots come into play. The roots are your strength. They're literally your growth mobile. They're the thing that are going to take you from where you are to where you want to be. And so that's why I'm going to focus first on your roots because you need to have deep rooted beliefs 
that what you offer is the best because your beliefs determine your outcome. So first, let's make sure we're on the same page about what beliefs are. Beliefs are a state of mind, and they are something that you believe inward. It's a, it's a conviction that you have inside of you. They're emotional because you get all worked up about them because you believe them so strongly. But the truth is they're not always factual. You know, someone may believe that um, one president is great and someone may believe that one president is horrible. Those are beliefs, okay? And they think about how worked up people get over things like that. They're so emotional because you're convinced inwards. Beliefs create intention and actions. They are the thing that literally drive you. And so I want to know how deep is your belief? And I'm going to get into the important parts of belief, but I want you to start thinking about, do you believe? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in what you're selling? How deep is your belief? When I started selling Cutco knives at 16 or 17 years old, I loved the product. I hated to cook, but you know what? It didn't matter. I knew that those knives made it easier in the kitchen. I would practice cutting stuff in the kitchen, like cucumbers and carrots and chicken and whatever. I would use the scissors that they have that are so famous because, just because they were so strong and I could. I would... Um, I, would, I was convinced that they were the best. Even the ice cream scoop. I ate so much freaking ice cream that year just because I wanted to show everyone how amazing that ice cream scooper is. It doesn't sit, it doesn't sit on the uh, counter. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Like the little scoopy part sits above the counter so it doesn't get any germs. If you know like one thing about me, I hate germs. So literally, I was convinced inwardly and this is like decades later, right? Like over a decade later. Wow, I feel old. Maybe two decades later almost. And, and I am still telling you how freaking amazing this product is because that belief will never falter. That belief will never go away. And if I didn't believe strongly in that product, I couldn't have sold it. I couldn't have been one of the top salespeople there. Same thing with my next job when I sold educational software. Now, I want you to think about what you're selling. I want you to think about who you're referring. Like, do you have a doctor or a dentist or someone you tell all the other people in your network about? Do you have a favorite wine? What's something that you talk to other people about because you're so convinced? Maybe it's your child's school that they go to the best school on the planet. But what is something that you are so convinced is amazing? I want you to capture, literally like bottle up that feeling because that's the kind of feeling you need about you and what you're selling. I'm going to give you an example. There were two classes of students, and this was a study that was done years ago, cohort A, cohort B. All the students in each of the classes were pretty much equal. They had been tested and the, you know, the average scores in both classes were pretty much exactly the same. However, cohort A the teacher was told in cohort A that she had the smartest students. And cohort B, that teacher was told that he didn't have smart students, that his students weren't the brightest. Actually, they were intellectually late bloomers, so to speak. And what happened? It's something known as the Pygmalion effect. 
the students in cohort A soared. So when they got tested again, their test scores were far superior to the students in cohort B. Now let me break it down what happened. Our beliefs about others, so the teachers in cohort A's beliefs, influenced her actions towards her students, which impacted her students' beliefs and then caused them to create actions like maybe studying extra because they believed they were the smart kids. And then because they were doing that, they reinforced the teacher's beliefs. Okay. This is exactly what happens when you walk into your customer. Your beliefs about whatever it is you're selling is going to influence your customer's actions. And that's going to impact and that's going to cause them to take action that's going to either lead to sale or no sale. And so this is why, and, and by the way, if it continues to lead to no sale, it's going to reinforce your beliefs that may not be as strong as they need to be. But if it continues to lead to sale, it's going to reinforce your beliefs that you and what you're selling are amazing. And so we need to start out. Notice it doesn't start from the reinforcement part. It starts from our beliefs. It starts from what you're believing. Because your thoughts, beliefs, and actions are the exact reason where you are right now. Your thoughts create your beliefs and your beliefs create your actions. And those actions impact other people. And those actions impact your sales directly. Now, okay, Jen, we get it. We need strong beliefs. How do we get those beliefs? I'm going to tell you. Number one. You need to have self-belief that you're the best. You need to believe in your ability to help others win. And while I'm saying these, I really like, you're probably taking a screenshot and that's totally cool. I want you to rate yourself. How good are you at that? Because it doesn't matter if you know these things. It doesn't matter if you know you need great beliefs, but like on a scale of one to 10, how strong is your belief in yourself, belief in your abilities to help others when belief that your company is the best, your product and service is the best. When you walk into the sale, do you assume the sale or do you think, I wonder if I'm going to get that sale today? Because that belief that you're going to close the deal is actually going to impact the actions you take during the entire sale. And at the end of the day, you need to believe that your products and services will have a positive and profitable impact on your clients after they purchase. Self-belief creates best. It all starts with yourself. So you can have all of these beliefs, but if you don't first believe in yourself, you can't get to best. And so that's why I'm harping on this. I want you to score 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 on all of these so that you can begin to create best. Your goal is to transfer your positive beliefs to your customers. Now, you're probably wondering, some of you, and I don't know if you're like in the chat things, I can't see it until I stop sharing, but some of you are probably wondering, you know, how do I strengthen my beliefs? I didn't score tens on all of them. I got you. First of all, you need to focus on improving the areas where you rated yourself low. So you go back here, okay, you take a screenshot, you figure out, you circle, you print off, whatever you need to do, you mark down 
where you're not the strongest and be real with yourself. Do not lie to yourself because this is key. And then you focus on improving those areas where you rated low. Next, you need to hang around believers. The quality of your life is determined around by the people you hang out with. And if you hang out with people who are like Debbie Downers, non-believers, they don't think you can get enough sales, they're worried about money, that kind of thing, that's going to rub off on you. So you may need to make some intentional decisions to remove some people from your life if they're not the most positive people. And I want you to really think about that because it's three words, but it's major. You need to talk to customer believers. Sit down with a customer, take them to coffee, take them to lunch, find out why they believe. You know, you guys know that Hippo Video is sponsoring this webinar, okay? And they, I'm a Hippo Video user. So imagine if they sat down with me, if someone who's new to their sales team sat down with me and I was like, oh my God, I live and breathe by Hippo Video. Here's why. Here's the impact it's had. One of, you know, Mary on our team just got this amazing sale from video-based selling. All of a sudden, it's not just their training material saying how great they are. I'm customer proof. And so you need to hear from your customers how great your products and services are. When I started selling educational software, I spent days in schools. I spent days of my time not selling. I spent days talking to teachers and principals and students and learning how they were impacted by our solutions. And it was only after I did that that I could create the strong enough belief that I needed to become one of the top salespeople. You need to concentrate on your morning self. And sometimes that means reading to believe, reading something positive, reading something that's going to help you become a believer, something that's going to help you grow, invest time in you. I personally read 10 pages of a book, whatever book I'm reading at the moment, every single morning. It's become a routine. And then you need to journal and affirm your beliefs. I'm not all of that like, um, mindset where people, so here's the issue with affirmations. Okay. People are like, um, Oh, I'm rich, but like deep down, you don't feel rich. And so you can't keep saying I'm rich because your mind is thinking, but I'm not like, I don't have the money I need. I'm wealthy, but I'm not. And so rather than just make an affirmation that you find on the internet, I need you to make affirmations that you can actually believe in. So for example, instead of saying like, I'm rich or I'm wealthy, maybe you could say, I have all the tools I need to become wealthy because that's something that you can believe and you can continue to affirm that every single day. I have all the tools I need within me to make all the sales I need before the end of the year. That's something you can get on board with. Now, here's the thing about beliefs. They change as you grow and experience life. Sometimes they change dramatically. Sometimes they change ever so slightly. And sometimes while they may be changing for the better, they also may change for the worst. This is a picture of two types of people with two types of beliefs. Person on the left has, they've both hit the exact same amount of failures. 
But unsuccessful people begin to stack up those failures like it's like this heavy brick weighing on their head or weighing on their shoulders. Whereas successful people use those failures as learning lessons and as building blocks. The difference between these two people is the meaning they place on failure. And I'm saying that super slowly because I really need you to get that. There's one difference and that difference is the meaning they place on that one failure. I want you to think about when you don't get a sale or you can't get through to the decision maker or you're struggling to hear back after you send that proposal, what's the meaning you place on that? Because in reality, the, the only meaning is that you didn't hear back, but our thoughts start to create these meanings that, that create interpretations based on our beliefs that may or may not be true. So if you're thinking, oh no, this person didn't get back to me, that means they'll never buy, but you have no idea what's going on in their life and maybe they've been away on vacation for two weeks or maybe they're out sick or whatever, you're creating a meaning that's not necessarily there. And then you're taking that meaning and making actions like potentially not following up because of that. Here's another point to prove that. This is, um, it's, it's raining, okay? What happens when it rains? People are like, oh no, it's the worst day ever. It's raining. Seriously? I go outside, I jump up and down and I'm like, yes, I get to walk the dogs in the rain and get a little sprinkle on my hands. It's all good. You know why? Because the rain isn't bad. The rain is just the rain. And you automatically create meanings. It happens all the time. I just want you to think about this. The next time it's raining out, what kind of meaning are you placing on the rain? Because that's going over into what kind of meaning you're placing on sales. Maybe what kind of meeting you're placing on not making enough sales or not making what you had hoped for. And I want you to think about, do you allow outside things to influence your inside thinking? Here's the deal. We start, we all start with a blank slate, with an open mind. And we get taught as young kids, most of us at least, that you get to believe anything you want. And then all of a sudden, something happens that gets in the way of that. You lose the sale. You lose an opportunity. You don't get picked. You don't get called on, whatever it may be. And we create these meanings and we create these blurs. And all of a sudden, the anything and everything is possible begins to get more and more and more blurry. So I need you to decide, are you going to have limited thinking and limited beliefs or unlimited beliefs. Like they like to call in their webinar series, Limitless. That brings me to secret number two. Some of you were saying at the very beginning, you have these negative thoughts or thoughts that are obstacles getting in your way. And here's the deal. You were the brave one to admit it. Every person on these planet, on the planet, has those thoughts. Even that list of the most successful people that I showed, or not the most successful people, but some of the successful people that I showed you at the beginning, they all have those thoughts too. And they've spoken about it. And I study it. And it's amazing because the difference between where they are now and where they were 
comes through their ability to break through those limiting beliefs. So the meaning you create about something is equal to your beliefs. And if you believe you can, it's more likely that you will. It's not definite. It's not like, oh, I believed I can, so I did. That's a little bit BS. But if you believe you can, it's more likely you will. So I want you to really think about this. If your belief in yourself was stronger, what three actions would you take right now? And I want you to take a minute to write those three actions down to yourself. Maybe it's calling a customer. Maybe it's quitting your job so you can start um, your, that business you were trying to do on the side. Maybe it's whatever, maybe I've had so many amazing breakthroughs come from thinking about if I had a 10.0 belief in myself, what three actions I would take right now. I want you to think about that and write that down to yourself. And while you're doing that, I'm going to grab some water. Now I want you to choose one of those actions and I want you to do it because you need to start proving to yourself that you can do it. Now, many of us have limiting beliefs, actually, probably all of us. And you're like, what's a limiting belief? Where's this thing coming from? I, I have great beliefs. Okay. You believe that was too easy. So it couldn't be right. Or success takes hard work. I can't be successful unless I work all the time. Who me? I'm not an expert. They don't care what I have to say or I don't deserve that, or I can't go to networking events because I'm an introvert. Guess what, guys? I'm an introvert. I don't have enough money, or I can't because I have kids. I'm too old. I'm too young. It's a male's world, and there's that glass ceiling. I don't feel I can give enough value. Selling, these are all limiting beliefs. And here's some more. I can make money, but I can't save money. I'm not funny enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the confidence. I don't have enough time. I don't know where to start. These are all limiting beliefs. And I want you to think about, can you relate to any of these? List the two things that are limiting you the most, because those are the two things you're going to begin to work on to overcome. Now, I'm going to give you my process to replace limiting beliefs with new and more productive beliefs. Number one, you need to identify the limiting belief. I just gave you a list of who knows how many limiting beliefs. There are so many more out there, unfortunately. And so you need to think about what are yours. And then you need to think about how can I change this belief? Where did this belief come from? Why did I start thinking about that? And what is a new belief I can believe instead? It has to be something you really can believe. And then you need to start collecting evidence like a scientist, to reinforce your new belief. I'm all about living life like a science experiment. Just try things. And then you need to sell yourself. Use your sales power. You have it within you. You need to sell yourself that that new belief is possible. And that's when you can replace your old belief with a powerful new one. Once you do that, you need to keep that intention and then take actions to reinforce that new belief. The only way this is all going to come true is if you do number six. So you go through the whole process and then you begin to take actions that are stemmed from your new belief. So for example, let's say you're worried about how something's going to turn out and you get this, this new belief of your success is inevitable. Yeah, it's a little cliche, I know. 
but you begin to really believe that. And then you start collecting evidence from all the history of like, wait a minute, there was this time and this time and this time. And those were all successful. And, you know, for like most people, maybe they wouldn't have been. So, so my success is inevitable. And now you can begin to sell yourself on that and replace your old belief that maybe it wasn't inevitable. And then you need to take actions from the place of inevitability. Imagine if you're taking actions based on, well, this might fail. Well, you're going to take failing actions versus if you're taking actions from this is going to happen. And then secret three, in order to close more deals, you need to strengthen your relationships. Here's my five-step process to creating rock-solid connections. Number one, talk to everyone. My husband is amazing at this. I am not the greatest because like I said, I'm a little bit introverted. However, I try. Just the other day, we were at a dinner and with each other and Gabrielle, our 10-year-old, and Jeffrey starts talking to the people next to us about their wine. We don't even really drink wine unless it's like a special occasion or we're in Paris. And he's asking them questions about their wine. And it turns out they, we get in this long conversation. They love clean wine. I'm selling clean wine. They want to buy the clean wine. I'm, I'm working with Jeffrey's older daughter, Rebecca, to sell this clean, amazing, sulfide-free wine, whatever. And it's like, boom, if we hadn't connected with them, we would never have made that connection. Then the next night we're at another restaurant and we could tell the people were a little bit new to the restaurant because they didn't know like, there's like standard things you order at this restaurant and they didn't know what was up. And so we order them like a chili trial plate. We, we get them all these things and we become literally like friends with them. I have their texts. I have their Facebook. They just moved to the area. Um, we're literally, I could see myself being lifelong friends with the wife. And it's all because we did this entire process. We talked to them. We asked questions about them. We learned that they had just moved here from Winston-Salem. And we were genuinely interested. We found things in common. We have the same religion. We told them where to go celebrate Friday night services. We gave value first. I gave them all of my local vendors in Charlotte, like my hairdresser, my nail place, where to get your groceries, all the things that you, the dry cleaners, all the things that you might care about. Those are girly things, but that you might care about when you move to a new place. And then we did step five. And again, just like in the last process, this is the most important one, the personal connection follow-up. It's not just anymore about writing a text message or an email or a Facebook message or a DM on Instagram being like, Hey, it was great meeting you, blah, blah, blah. Oh no. Now it's one step further. If you want to solidify relationships, you need to do what I'm doing all the time, which is I pull out my phone and I create a video because that creates connection. When you type words, people can't tell the tone. But when they hear you say them, all of the sudden they can and they feel more connected to you. The best way to create a personal connection follow-up is with video 100% of the time. Not sometimes, not like when you have this really special potential customer, but every single time. 
And it takes like a second. Actually, for me, it's quicker than figuring out what are the exact right words to say. It's so much easier to just pop up your phone and be like, hey, Mary, it was amazing meeting you last week, dot, 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 and you send it off. And I, I'm going to show you what I do. And this is not just because it's on Hippo Video's webinar. This is legit what I do. I use Hippo Video, which is hippovideo.io, and I send my messages right through here. They can make them embedded in the email, make them look like a, a GIF or a GIF or however. I think GIF's the peanut butter. So it's like GIF where like you're moving and like I'll be like this, like with the person's name or, you know, like Mary did an amazing one where, <laughs> where she was dancing for our customer and like a cute little, you know, <laughs> way that got their attention. They showed it to everyone on their team. This is the thing video whether you use hippo video or not but i recommend hippo video video is the thing that's going to create the difference between a blah follow-up and a personal connection follow-up every single time now i want to know about you and I'm going to actually um, stop sharing my screen in a second so I can see the chat. But like, how do you create personal connection follow-up right now? And how often do you do it? How well do you do it? I, I'd, I'd really, I'd like to know what's going on in your world. And there is so many um, chats that I'm behind on. <laughs> It works every time. I rely on personal visits. Yes, and that's so good. But and and inviting to lunch is so good. But what happens after you meet in person? That's when you send the proposal. And you can't send the proposal or the follow-up note without a video every single time. And phone calls are great. And Zoom meetings like this where you can see each other are great. But I'm telling you, the difference in my sales and my selling that has really skyrocketed skyrocketed is due to selling, due to videos. Now, I want to show you this because I'm not quite done yet. I know we're getting close to time. I promised you a free ebook. All you need to do is go to 57networking.com and you will get that ebook. 57networking.com. That ebook is all yours. It's the 57 places to network and what to do once you get there. And I'm going to end with this. People like to say the ABCs. I'm going to give you my ABGs of success. Always be grateful. And that said, I am so grateful for you, for your time, your attention, your support. It's my pleasure to serve you. If you want more of me, go to jengittimer.com or follow me on Instagram. I'm all about the grams. I will DM, respond to you personally. It is not someone else on the other line. It's me, at Jen Gittimer. And now it's time for Q&A. Thank you, Jen, uh, for such an insightful webinar. We have like six to seven questions for you. Let me okay. question. The first question is, how to overcome the thinking of monotony in sales? Well, if you, okay, so the question, the way that question is worded makes me think that you're already thinking 
with monotony. How to overcome it is read a book on creativity, read a book on getting, creating new ideas. The book I like on creativity that Jeffrey, my husband recommends as well, is called Thinker Toys. It's by Michael Mahalko and it's an amazing book and it gives you a process called the Scamper Method, which we follow, and it gives you a process to overcome that boring thinking and to really get creative. But it begins with you believing that you can be creative. Cool. Okay. Uh, the next question is how to land meetings with C-suite you have never met before? Send them a video. Tell them you want to interview them and showcase their work on your blog. You need to put them up because, because you know, if you're just like trying to get a meeting with no value and, and you'll see if you guys remember like in this process um, that I showed you, let's see, that I showed you here, number four is give value first. And so think about what kind of value are you offering to that C-suite? And if you're just trying to get a meeting to sell them something, that's not value. And so think about maybe you launch a podcast and you tell them you want to make them a guest. Maybe you do a vlog or a, a blog and you make them the featured person that week. So think about how you can give them value. Okay. And the next question is, I understand that you use, you use a lot of videos in your sales outreach. Could you tell us a little, little about that? Sure. Okay. So I do it every step of the way. Like right after we meet, I send them a video. Literally, you guys, this does not need to be like lights, camera, action. This is cell phone. Okay. I send them a video being like, Hey, it was so great to meet you. I'm looking forward to all the next steps we talked about, blah, blah, blah. And I tell every step of the sales process, I give them a video message. Next step, maybe I'm sending a proposal. I talk to them about the video. I'm like, look, about the proposal. Look, you're going to get this proposal, but you're going to be staring at a piece of paper. And if you're like everyone else I know, you're just going to scroll all the way to the bottom to look at the price. I want to make sure that these three things, and keep them brief, these three things get across before you do that, because these are the important things that of note before we work together. And then once we're working together, or if they haven't responded, I send more videos. But then once we're working together, I send them thank you videos. Like, it's so great working with you. Here's one of the things I love about working together. It changes someone's day when they get it. And by the way, this does not need to be with just customers. I send my grandma video messages. Okay. She quells. She loves it. It's a Jewish word, but she loves it. You can send it to any family member. Like why send a boring text when you could send a video message, video message, texts are over. But anyway, absolutely. And <laughs> we, have, we have another question. Uh, what do you do when someone is difficult to talk to or make that connection with? Say it again. What do you do when someone's difficult to talk to you or make that connection? you keep trying, you don't give up, you, you figure out why you believe, what point of your belief system feels like they can help, you can help them. And once you know, and you're convinced with deep convinc conviction that you can help them, then you need to get in touch with them. You need to do everything in your power. You need to go network. You need to go figure out through LinkedIn, who knows them that, that may be able to make an introduction. You need to email them with value, give them video messages of value. You need to follow them on all their social media and really connect with them. You don't give up. If you're convinced you can help them, keep trying. 
Okay. And then there's one more question. It says, are these video messages sent to their email or direct phone number? It depends. So uh, some of my really good uh, connections will give me their cell phone and I'll send it to their cell phone. And others of them, I have their email and especially my prospecting list, I have their emails and I send it through Hippo. I, I Hippo them, right? That's like literally we use it as a verb here. It's not just like I send them a video message. No, I Hippo them. That's, that's how we do it. And we all send video messages. That's great. So we are selling our product to top enterprises and our sales cycles are typically one to 1.5 year. Motivating sales reps and making them believe is really hard since they only see dollars after one year of effort. Any tips to keep team motivated for a year until they see their first dollars? Yes, remind them. So through showing, not telling, you need to figure out a way to remind them why they got into this in the first place. And maybe it's for a cause. Maybe it's the impact it's having. Have them go visit. I know I like glossed over this, but this is so key. Have them go visit current customers because feeling that impact is that you're making with your service or product is so different than telling them how great the impact is. Like I can tell you, Pippo video is amazing, but once I show you the impact it's making, you're like, oh. And so you need to do the same thing. That's how you keep them engaged. You make them go visit customers. You make them go talk about how it's changing their lives to work with you guys. All right, all right. So uh, here we have a last question, which says how to deal with some restricted customers, say government officials, defense personnel, people not easily accessible. This is the world of the internet. You can find anybody, literally, you can find anybody. And there are programs, we use one called MixMatch, but there are programs that will help you get lead lists that you need and to find the people in the industry that you're trying to serve. If you can't find them online, go to networking events. Guess what? Those government officials and those other people who may be like, I don't know, secretive online or not putting themselves out there online, they're going to events. They're going to education events. They're out there somewhere. And so download that ebook of mine and figure out of all the places I've given you, the 57 places, where are they hanging out and go hang out where they're hanging out. Okay. Thank you, Jen. Thanks a lot for doing this webinar with us. I'm sure the audience loved it. Um, Thanks a lot to all the attendees for joining today. Uh, we also send you the webinar recording so you can listen to it again, take notes and share it with your team as well. Uh, thank you, Jen, for joining. Thanks a lot to all the attendees. Thank this you. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>